back, fellas. First and foremost, y'all know how we kick this off. We're going to change it up a little bit. Tony, what song you had on repeat lately, man? What you been really listening to or what's been stuck with you? Well, as of lately, I know you guys heard about the new Meek Mill album. Um, and also, Lil Wayne got a new project out. It's called uh, Trust Fund Babies with him and uh, Rich the Kid. I've been listening to that whole album, man. That's like a repeat. Like, you just let it play. <laughs> so, yeah, that album is actually pretty tough, man. There's no specific songs, but if I had to choose a favorite song out that album, um, off that album, I would say uh, it's this song called Big Boss with Lil Wayne and Rich the Kid. It's tough. Big Boss. Oh, yeah. Clearly, clearly, I've missed that they dropped the project. I need to do some research. Jalon, what you been on, bro? What you been yes, on? Yes, sir, man. Man, listening to the, the new Meek Mill album, I was stuck in the first two songs. So in the intro and outside. So I've been working out, so that's all I've been listening to. The intro song, outside. You think this is an actual quality Meek Mill project, or are you just buying the hype for right now? No, I'm not buying the hype. It was after those first two songs, that was it. I was going through them things. I couldn't find. It was one other song I found, but I can't. I don't remember the name of it. Other than that, I hated the album. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think what it is is that he needs Drake on the album, so he like it motivates him to put. No, it pushes him a little farther because this album was like I was disappointed because those first two songs are fire. After that, I still ain't sat down wah, wah. and digested it too much, but. Uh, I guess I'll say what I've been listening to. So I'm typically all over the place musically, but one song I have had on repeat heavily this week is uh, IDK and uh, Lucky Day. It's a song called Puerto Rico from IDK's project. It's a banger. It is a banger. I won't do. I can't do it any justice by singing it, so I ain't even gonna try. But it, it, it bro, I'm nah. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Our podcast, but I, my vocals. Listen, I, I can't put auto tune on my mic, so I'm not even gonna try. I ain't about to try that. Y'all not about to set me up. But I, <laughs> with that being said, this week, uh, I feel like this is gonna be a topic that's near and dear to all of us because once again, we kind of live through it, so we can talk for days on it. But this week, we are talking about, you know, I guess the great collective, the great record label, Young Money. Uh, entertainment, you know, uh, I guess formed by Lil Wayne. Yeah. So first things first, we're going to kick it off. I'm going to swing this to Tony. Baby. Tony, Young what Money. you got to say about Young Listen, Money, man? Let's hey, just start I love Young Money. Like, when Lil Wayne created that whole label, like, I thought that was just the biggest thing. That was just the best thing. I was young. I was, I was all into Lil Wayne's catalog and then when he said yo i'm going to create this whole label and people are going to have a similar sound in every aspect in uh the youth way in the uh emotional way the conscious way the trap way the club way the list goes on and on like so my feelings about young money yo top tier man top tier hip-hop Yo, man, and, and I agree with that, yo. It all started with Lil Wayne, man, because he was, it was like high school. He's dropping mixtape, mixtape after mixtape. The drought one, two, three, four, and he comes out with no ceilings. And then Carter three, which is honestly the, the best album he ever dropped. He was on fire, and then he started Young Money, 
which was no, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely going to be out of here because there was he was on fire, so everybody was going to tag on to whatever he was dropping. True. True. I don't think anybody can argue the Carter 3 being the best Wayne album. Uh, I had to go back and, like, really re-listen to it just kind of ahead of this episode. But, bro, that album is full of, like, just a lot of hits. Like, Lollipop. Y'all remember when that song was out? Like, you couldn't go two feet without hearing Lollipop or a Millie. Like, a Millie was that song that everybody who thought they could rap had to put a freestyle to. And most of them Jones whack. No, I agree. Because that was at that time, they had a Millie. Everybody's song was on the radio. Because at that time, a lot of people were doing remixes, but they weren't throwing them on the radio. They had, like, Nine minute long a million things with different people's verses, which was crazy. All right, so this is a very random question, but it makes me think about it. How do y'all feel about, I guess, rappers freestyling over other rappers' beats? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I, I'll start. So I think I said back then at that time it was acceptable because because that's how Lil Wayne started the Drought Three and all that stuff. He was rapping on other people's stuff. Nowadays, there's so many producers out there that you could find your own person. Back then, they didn't have a lot of people making beats. Everybody's the same way everybody was a rapper then. Everybody's a producer. So rapping on people's beats now was kind of corny. I feel that. Like for me, I don't know. Like I just think it's just the rare form of hip hop. It's like a fundamental thing. Like if you hear a beat, you just gotta just spit on it. So like, um, during that time where when Lil Wayne was dropping mixtape after mixtape, um, there was still the music video era, True. like 106 True. in Park, Rap City, and on Rap City, um, they had the basement yeah. where they were like, I, I mean, the damn freestyle booth or whatever, True. where they True. would like pick someone's beat and just go off. So like, I think from what I'm seeing now when it comes to hip hop now, like people are starting to do that because it it's like lyrical exercise. I like that. Way. I mean, yeah. right. So I view it like you know, like like that. But that's just my view. I, I feel that. I feel that. I think for me, it's hit or miss. It's one of those things that when executed right, I've heard some freestyles over beats that is better than the regular version. Um, like I know uh, J Cole just dropped the a freestyle over a Drake beat. And I personally like that version better than the Drake song. So to me, yeah. it's one of those things that like, don't get watched on your own beat. But I feel like it ultimately helps out some artists anyway, because you can't really like uh, monetize when you record over somebody's beat anyway. But neither here nor there. Back to the young moolah. All right. So be- yeah. And, and hold on, hold on. I, I'm, I'm going to go on to that. And it was actually funny at that part, at that point, when he had a Millie, uh, Beyonce had a song called A Diva, which is honestly the same beat, but instead of saying a Millie, it was saying a Diva, which was crazy because Beyonce is on fire as well. So she dropped something that Lil Wayne did. That's like, that was kind of big. That's that a great a point. Very great For point. Sure. And I, now that you say that, you're right because I can hear both of the songs in my head, but I ain't never put two and two together into this moment right now. But well, let, yeah, it's the same. All beat. right, since we talking. Because, 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 I'm sorry, but at that point, um, that was Bangladesh. Like Bangladesh did a lot of beats on like these Young Money projects. He was he was making money back then. Yeah, he probably still eating off them because those songs are still heavily in rotation. But since we own yeah. the Young Money, 
trade and we talk about especially Young Money and that collective, we got to bring up the two other big artists, Nicki and Drake. So I don't even know where we want to go first. But I guess before we go into Nicki or Drake, do y'all want to even touch bases on any other Young Money roster that's non-Nicki or Drake? So I feel like once we go to Nicki and Drake, <laughs> we ain't coming back to the others. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 can, we can start a little bit. We, we go to Tiger. We can, we can hit on Tiger real quick. Y'all, y'all want to start on yeah, let, Let's start on Tiger. Yeah. Let's I, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I feel like with Tiger, he wasn't really popping back then. I feel like now, I don't know if he's still on Young Money now, but I feel like what he's done now is really good. But back then, you know, he was all right. He had the little, um, what, the, the pine and the like, coconut? What's up with that? popping, bro. The co- <laughs> you think so? Well, go, go ahead to talk all about right. it. So I know, like, last episode, we I whiffed on the other song. But Tiger had the song. He had Rack City. He had Faded. Uh, he had the um, hookah joint with Young Thug. Like, also, too, y'all remember, um what, the Young Money Collective album with, like, Bedrock? And stuff like that. He okay. had like he, yeah, yeah. he was relevant within features and stuff like that. So he never had Tiger didn't have like the commercial success that like Drake and Nicki and Wayne had, but he was out there, you know, like T Raw. No, no, because no, he uh, Yeah, no, I'm not I definitely I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, he was like one of the main people on there. But I listened to the Young Money album. That joke was trash, man. It was trash. <laughs> it was trash when it came. It, they just had a couple good singles, though. Like, it, it was... I'm going to be honest with you. Like, outside of Wayne, Drake, and Nicki, and Tiger, like, the rest of that Young Money lineup is not really artists anybody checking for, anybody really listening to. Like, nobody's bumping gutter gutter, a little Chucky, a little twist. And if you are... Please let me know because I, I've never met anybody that knows any of their tracks. Yeah, true. And you're right about that. I just know for a fact that Gutta Gutta, <laughs> beside Lil Wayne, was the most <laughs> lyrical person <laughs> yo, that did not have a household name. He was like very lyrical. Like, have you like listened to his flow, his uh delivery? All of that, I'm like, damn, Lil Wayne was in his bag when he got gutta gutta on the on the squad. But yeah, shit, I don't know, man. Tiger, man, tiger, tiger, <laughs> tiger. Uh, yo, it was it was said that he left the label because they actually held his music hostage. And honestly, like, I don't know why they held his music hostage because you're right. I mean, hey, he was popping to a certain extent, but um. Maybe at that time, they was probably like collectively trying to move Young Money forward. I, I'm gonna throw out a theory, mm-hmm. right? So if they were yeah. holding Tiger's music around the time that Drake and Nicki and Wayne were really running, because through doing research uh, for this episode, I looked up some of the statistics. Like um, Young Money. And that record label has 14 number one Billboard um, albums. They're all Drake, Wayne, and Nicki. Uh, 2010, they had three number one albums to hit up. So around this time period, they were really, really hot. Did they hold Tiger's yeah. music because it was trash? Because for me, if you're supposed to be one of my marquee artists, because Tiger had a little clout, I'm not going to put an album out if you can't be up there 
with the Drakes, the Waynes, and the Nickies, especially in this time when he was, you know, Tiger doesn't really have a big. I know he dropped a little collaborative joint with Chris Brown, but like he, that kind of popped because Chris Breezy, you know, that one, I can't say Tiger really made that pop. I feel like Breezy could have added anybody else and still had that same level of, you know, success. That's just my, that's just me, just my theory and me throwing it out there. But what y'all think about that? No. No, actually, I agree. The The funny thing that I think of is the motto. Like, they literally cut Tiger's verse off of the motto. That's that's crazy. Yep, looks like Jalon having a little technical difficulties. Uh. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I think you heard me. I'm going to say it again. So ba- the song I was thinking about was the motto. So I don't, I don't know if y'all remember, but they had Lil Wayne Drake and the Tiger was the last verse. A lot of times when they played on the radio, they was cutting Tiger's verse off. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that is something. Uh, <laughs> damn. So, like, I, I, I'm actually remembering that. That is crazy. I know he was um, on the song. Like, it, that ass y'all said. I'm really trying to play back the song in my head. It, it's like, like I'm, I'm really going to have to go back and listen to the song because I ain't no type goes on it. Yeah, he's the last, he's the last verse, man. Is that disrespectful that is to be something. the last verse on the song? Like, if y'all was rapping, would you want the last verse? It depends. If it's if it's Lil Wayne or Drake, yeah, you could be the last verse. But other than that, if you're a new whack, yeah, they cutting you off. <laughs> Yo, like I think it does depend. Like if you're on a song with Lil Wayne and Drake, you gotta come hard. You know what I'm saying? And um, being last, if that last verse don't hit hard, <laughs> yeah, your ass is getting cut off <laughs> straight up, like. Facts. I mean, they trimming those edges, Facts. you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. I'm going to be yeah, honest with you. Crazy. Like, it's going to sound real sus when I say that Tiger ain't never came that hard on the track. Pause. That sound weird. <laughs> Come on. But I ain't know how else to phrase it. <laughs> but, like, Tiger ain't never had, like, he ain't never been that lyrical dude that when you listen to a song, you're like, yo, damn, Tiger really just dropped something. Like, Wayne and Drake have that capability, but Tiger is not that, like, he ain't that dude. And some rappers aren't those guys. Yeah, like, you know, they're not known for lyricism. Ty- Tiger is yeah. that one. I yeah. can't remember, like, and I know a couple Tiger songs, but I can't think of, like, a bar that stuck out. I was like, damn, Tiger really snapped on Yo, that. You made true, a true. great point, because, like, even the little the little babies on Young Money was actually way more lyrical than Tiger. What was the little dude's name? Little, little, little Chucky Ch- 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 and Lil Twist. Yo, they were they were tough. Little, look, Lil Twist was like Tiger's baby brother, and he was hotter than Tiger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, on certain songs on the We Are Young Money album, like, Lil Twist was going in. Little Chucky even went in too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give them flowers for what they did back then. Yeah. As of yeah. right now, like we don't know what the hell all three of them are doing. Like Tiger, nah. Chucky, Twist. It don't even matter. Like yeah. fucking, <laughs> it don't even matter. I don't know. I think, <laughs> and I think, I think we actually forget. Oh, go ahead. No, because I was gonna talk more about Tiger, but go ahead. Oh no, I think we forget one guy, man. He actually got signed to them late. But y'all remember Corey Guns? Boy, boy, we not gonna talk about no damn Corey Young. <laughs> Come back, yo. He listen, listen, yo. He was lyrical though. I think when when he got on there, I was excited, but he never like popped because he got on so late. That's after their buzz was over. I think he was like he was super lyrical. 
All right, I'm done. Go, go ahead, Justin. Bye. Bro, you keep you keep tapping your mic. I was about to say on that Corey Guns thing, he's one of those artists. I feel like when he did come on, I ain't gonna lie, everybody was hyped because he had the song with Wade with six foot. He's on six foot seven foot. But I yeah. also think that there is within hip hop and rap, there's an art of being overly lyrical. And I feel like Corey Guns at that time, like he he kind of came out in the wrong era. Because like that around that same time frame, like Drake is lyrical, but he also knows how to make a good hit. And it's like when you think about sure, certain sure. artists, like I like Cassidy. Cass is a great artist, he's a battle rapper. But you don't see a lot of overly lyrical battle rappers that transition to that be able to make a good song. And I feel like that's Corey Guns. Like he's one of those yeah. guys that like bar by bar, like bro, he can really do it. But like everybody ain't always trying to like sit back and you know, like I think of Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa is not the most lyrical dude, but he puts you in the mood and the vibe. Like I want to roll up when I listen to Wiz Khalifa. Corey Guns, you know, that 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 ain't it's a lot of people don't always tune in for that. No, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Like, um, I remember it was one mixtape I used to listen to, man. It was by this artist. Um, I think his name was Willie the Kid. Um, Corey Guns had a lot of tracks with that dude. And Willie the Kid, people don't really know too much. You know, he's like one of those underground artists. And Corey, Corey Guns kind of, he kind of like was rapping for underground artists because he had the Young Money title. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like a come up in a way. So yeah, I completely understand your point when it comes to that. Is it? But yeah. um, I want to ask this question though. Like when it comes to overly lyrical artists, like we see a certain type of paradigm shift now when it comes to hip hop. Do you think people like Corey Guns could last in the game now? Like, do you think they could they could buzz or no? I, I, honestly, honestly, I don't think so. The person that comes to mind is King Los. Like King Los, if y'all see his freestyles, he goes in. But a lot of people don't like him. But he's fire to me. Like his albums are really nice, but they're not like it's not getting to the masses. Ah, that's tough. Like a part of me wants to. I still think it goes back to like. A, what you deem success, right? So I feel like if you want that radio, that chart top and stuff, you got to have a good single and you got to have a good hook and a good feature. So it can work because I think Kendrick's overly lyrical and a lot of people don't like Kendrick. And one of the critiques I've always heard from people that don't like Kendrick is the fact that they don't get what he's like, you know, his his subject matter and stuff like that. So I feel like it's possible, but it's going to be real, real hard because... It's just gonna be hard. It's it's gonna be hard because I feel like today's music climate is just it's weird, and that's only because I see a lot of artists. And I'm not gonna name them specifically, but there's a lot of artists that I think are quite atrocious and horrible that are extremely popular and have massive followers. No, put put them out, put them, put them out there, bro. Put them out right, there. So right, it is what it is. Like I'm not a big fan of Lil Yachty, right? I know he has. A, He's I know he has He's a fire, great following, sorry. but like when I actually because I like lyricism, I like subject matter. When I turn a little Yachty album, I'm like I don't see how people listen to this and be like, "Yo, damn, that shit fire." I don't I don't yo. see I don't no. I don't hear it. That's just me. Listen, 
Listen, he's fired. Not because of his music. He wrote all the City Girls stuff. And I didn't know that. When I found out, I'm like, yo, this stuff is fire. So he might not be the best by himself that you like, but he could write. So he, he's in the game for a reason because them songs are hits. Okay, let's 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 yeah, let's call this let's call a spade a spade. A city girl songs ain't necessarily the most lyrically. They're not lyrical songs either. Like also, I'm from like originally from South Florida, so they kind of cut the image of Trina and stuff like that. So to me, the stuff they saying it ain't really like, damn. Like when you listen to a Nicki track, since we talked about Young Money. When Nikki was on her come up, Nikki was dropping bars. <laughs> like bro, Nikki was really true. getting out here, bro. Really out here eating dudes up. I, City girls ain't they make good vibey songs like you want to catch in the club, but like lyrically they ain't really saying nothing. Man, when Nikki came out and she did a warning remix, I was like, I was hooked. I was hooked on that. I don't remember how she started it, but. I was hooked just on that that freestyle. All right, so this is the perfect segue. This this worked beautifully. As we talking Nikki, how were both of y'all introduced to Nikki Minaj? Yeah, me was that "Beat Me Up" Scotty um album. Like that album was crazy. She had the warning. I don't know if the warning freestyle was on there, but the "Beat Me Up" Scotty. She had "Itty Piggy" and all them songs. She she was going on fire. Then that's when I, I was hooked okay. already. Before she even like got signed, I don't know if she was signed yet. Before she was like big into Young Money, I, I was hooked. What about you, Tony? Yo, beat me up, Scotty. That was when I got hooked. I used to play that shit all the time. I'm like, yo, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki is in her bag. Nikki is in her bag for real. <laughs> yeah, because that was the first time in a long time we had a free a female that was rapping like that. Because I know we got the you know Little Kim, Foxy Brown, and all that, but. We didn't have a new age female rapper and then she could actually rap. It wasn't like she was a pretty face and like y'all just after she could actually rap, which was surprising to me. Y'all make a good point. You know what though? Facts. Like I wanted to add something, not just only to uh, us talking about Nikki, but just young money in general. Like I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> and I kind of can really analyze something but i i got this theory man i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm tripping y'all can help me out here but um young money right when i was younger i used to always think that young money was just focused on the money straight up it was focused on getting money that's what they was trying to do when it comes to the music and everything that they put out every type of project that made hits that buzz was based off of like uh, artist strengths so like drake he can rap and he can sing. And that's the recipe of a hit. Nikki, she was lyrical and she dropped bars, but she was a woman. She is a woman. You don't see that. That is marketable. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And Wayne was still doing what he was doing. So like I always view Young Money as like, yo, we're a label that's only strictly about making money. We don't give a damn about what y'all think about us, how many hits we got. That's why I was like, yo, it's top tier because it's nothing you can say. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can't really say anything bad about them. Nah, you know I mean? nah. But, I, I, I want to take that further. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I feel like we don't – I'm a, I got to give Lil Wayne his flowers for, A, being a great artist, but also being a great recruiter of talent. Because when you look at Young Money's roster – and you people talk, you know, like we talk TDE, Dream, Bill, like old school bad boy. It ain't too many other rosters 
that have been this successful. With and you can take the rest of Young Money away, right. but off of Wayne, Drake, and Nicki, like Drake and Nicki Minaj are household names. Like they transcend nice. rap. <laughs> like it ain't too many artists or labels that you can say that. Like when we talk about TDE, call a spade a spade. I love them, but not every artist on the roster transcends rap. Only one. That's Kendrick. The rest of them are just rap. Nicki Minaj, right. you can find something. Like my grandma know who Nicki Minaj is. My grandma know who Drake is. My grandma would not know who Schoolboy Q is. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you when you when I think about like that, like being able to like when Drake first came out, being that he was on Degrassi, a part of me was like he is not gonna be able to be popular. And yeah, boy, that's a fact. Was I wrong? <laughs> was I wrong? So yeah, no, it's, it's like, no. Go with you. Make your point, huh? No, no. See, honestly, I never watched Degrassi, so I didn't even know him from Degrassi. But when he came out, I, I was hooked because I don't remember what mixtape he was on with uh, Little Wayne. But I was like, "Yo, who is this? Who is this guy?" And you're doing research and find out who he is. I'm like, "Yo, this guy's fire!" But I didn't know him from Degrassi, so that didn't really that didn't really affect me at all. Uh, I knew him from Degrassi. I ain't afraid to admit that. I ain't watched this show, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Right. Uh, my like my sister did, so because of that, I knew that was wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you hear him? He said my sister was watching the grass. All right, I, 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 like, I did, you know, watch a couple episodes. I, I'll be honest, but it wasn't like I was tuned into it. You know, if it was on, like you know, we only had one TV, so when she watched, everybody watched. So I'm just saying, like, I, that's how I knew who wheelchair Yo, Jimmy was. I feel you. I ain't afraid to admit it. Yo. I can say the same thing, though. Like, <laughs> I saw the show, but I wasn't impressed <laughs> on watching it. You know, I knew who the dude was or the the character, but I didn't really give a damn, you know. <laughs> but um, when I really got exposed to Drake, and, yo, I always had this theory, man. Like, I guess I'm on some type of theory type of wave today. But there was this group in North Carolina. They still, oh, like top tier oh boy and if you listen to little yes sir flow drake was early on that yes sir before anybody knew about it and it and it caught on i I think he personally stole little brother's flow and he made a fucking mixtape uh i forgot what the mix um yeah that was it and you heard little uh little uh, brother's flow the whole time man it was crazy but then when he dropped so far gone, right? That was that was when he just elevated and took that flow and took it to a whole different level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he had to start somewhere. That's how I that's how I got exposed to him because he used to take like Jay Dilla yeah. beats. Uh I think even Night yeah. Wonder beats. And yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, come, the, the comeback season was all Night Wonder, yeah. right? Yeah. See? Y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all, ooh. I ain't expect the the here comeback season and Tony, the fact that you brought up little brother, like for people that haven't heard comeback season, get on YouTube, go look it up. That was like how I was exposed. Well, I was exposed to uh, Drake off of my space. Um, like, I think it's all with him and Lil Wayne. But when I found out, I went back and listened to comeback season and I'm a huge fan 
of the rap group Little Brother out of Durham, North Carolina. Uh, Fonte is one of my That's favorite true. rappers. Like, them boys don't get the credit they deserve. They're a, a group that I feel That's like it. came out in the wrong time period because they came out in the height of the traffic snap and crunk here in the South. And they really didn't, really didn't see uh, the success they should have seen. But they're everybody's rapper. They're your favorite rapper's favorite rapper type stuff. Yeah, they're right. definitely definitely legends, they, man. They they legendary. It's crazy because because you, you see how big Ninth Wonder is. That's who he was yeah. working with. You know, the Ninth Wonder's worked with Jay Z. He's worked with Drake. He's worked with Kendrick. And then those are his artists. So it's like it just they, they kind of fell off. They kind of messed them up, but. They were, they were definitely they his art. That was a group. They were all, they came up together. Like, how we doing this podcast? They're all a group. I just think Knife took off because he could produce. And, yeah, true. you know, Fonte and them, yeah. they still, they, I know they dropped, they recently dropped the album. I think it was the year before last. And I personally love the album. Yeah. I, I loved it. You know, it, it didn't catch that wave, but damn, the boys is, the boys is really, <laughs> they really fire. No, about that. We about to change the episode. <laughs> yo, like seriously, <laughs> we might have to because that group, yo, I just had the biggest vision. Like, what if they signed the Dreamville? What if J. Cole get a hold of little brother, vintage little brother, Ooh. and just Ooh. man, but hey, no. I personally think Drake stole little brother's flow, the whole thing. <laughs> he straight up said, Oh, these dudes is buzzing out of North Carolina. Let me go ahead. I mean, nobody can know about them. But the people from North Carolina, yes, you know yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Early on in Drake's career, Drake would pop to Durham. He was always going yep. to Durham. He went to Central, had a little homecoming concert. Nobody knew. Only people here in Durham, or you know, the Triangle, they they knew. They knew exactly when Drake was in town because he was studying. He was studying jam. Yep. <laughs> he was studying Knife Wonder shit. That's not. Nah. That is a, I will say, this kind of brings me, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Drake kind of studying them because the one thing I feel like is I recognize within Drake's career is how he studies other artists. And, you know, some people can say he's biting, whatever, but he studies a lot of artists. And he's able to, Drake is essentially, uh, he's a wave rider. I'm not saying it in a negative way. When you look at, like, the the ascent of Drake's career he got with Lil Brother when they were still bubbling, right? That bubble started to fizz out. He got with Wayne at the height of Lil Wayne being like the most relevant big hip-hop artist. He took that wave that every year throughout Drake's career, he's found a way to hop on other artists' stuff that were buzzing. Migos. We all know, like, when Drake hopped on Migos' track, that track took off. Look at what Migos is now. That's right. You know, uh, another artist, it was later on in the career, what the, the what, I love McConan, the Tuesday song. Yeah. <laughs> like, Drake hops on that. That was bubbling in the streets. But Very when much, Drake yeah. hopped on it, it just, it took it off a little bit more. So. Yeah. Yeah. And- I'm saying we even go back to the City Girls. The minute he put the city, I've never heard of City Girls. The minute he put them on the um album, that's when they became, you know, who they are now. Yeah, he he's always, cool. I would say, he's always had his ear to the streets because the one thing we can we know about hip hop, the streets is what really makes stuff hot. 
like y'all remember like when we were in school um i would say like freshman year one of the biggest songs in the world was ice cream paint job yeah, yo, that's the anthem, bro. That that's the, definitely our anthem. That was the anthem. The streets love that song, so we know, like, when the streets love your music, that's the most important thing. Like, nobody really listens to the radio like that. We don't care what they play on the radio. It's about what you got in the trunk. So, Young Moolah, I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> that was their vision, bro. The, the, I, I can't not. I can't knock how like strategic the boys was like Nikki literally like Nikki had women talk about they Barbies bro you had grown ass women trying to be barbs (laughs) can we acknowledge that (laughs) she had the post (laughs) she had the post but this I want to ask y'all a question since we're talking about young money right out of the whole Young Money, um, what is your favorite Young Money uh, project uh, album? Oh, man, that's a that's a tough one, yo. Like, could we could we count um, Little Wayne projects? All, because technically, all of it. This counts. This Wayne. No. This is Drake. This is Nicki. Uh, anybody else on the? Uh, you know. I doubt, I really highly doubt anybody's going to pick a little <laughs> twist album. But <laughs> if you do this, hey, this Arab, this all the Lil Wayne's catalog. That's all your money. I bet. I got two. Okay, so Lil Wayne, the Carter 2. The Carter 2, it just does something to my soul. Every time I hear that hustler music, Ooh. yo, like Lil Wayne was really, like, really grinding. Yeah back then and he still he still lives in his ways now but you know when he dropped that carter too i was like yo lil wayne is different um and drake um damn what's that what's that fucking app take care take care yes yes that was that was like in his own planet man drake literally that was the first album where we realized that drake has ears he understands what we talking about now yeah. as far as having ears to the street like he knew the sound he knew his sound you what's what the I'm favorite saying? song i'm gonna take care it's crazy yo cameras Ooh, that's my shit. okay yeah okay cameras was serious. the john b sample yeah. okay yo he came out the bag with that okay song, it was crazy. yeah yeah <laughs> jalan come on bro yeah where you yeah, at so- no, I'm saying man. no. Now Tony took mine, man. So what I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with "Thank Me Later," his first album, because his his mixtape so far gone was nice, but listening to it back, it was a lot of singing. You know, it's like it's too much singing. I feel like when T- "Take Care" came out, he had to rap in, he had the singing with um, Jay Z, he had Alicia Keys on it. That was like th- that pushed him a little farther than so far gone. Yes, it's fire, but I feel like that was too much singing for me. But I definitely liked, I like "Take Care." Not take care of thank, thank me later. I, honestly, and this is just yeah. my opinion. I think Thank Me Later is Drake's weakest album. Because and this is coming off of so far gone. Like I understand it was a lot of singing, but to me, So Far Gone might be one of the best mixtapes and just like the history of mixtapes because 
at the end of the day, he got nominated for a Grammy off a of mixtape. Drake single-handedly changed Back. how people view mixtapes with So Far Gone. Like, what I like the most about So Far Gone is the fact that on that project, you see so much, like, variety and diversity in one artist. Like, it is a lot of singing, but I can go back and listen to So Far Gone, and, like, it's still not a lot of skippable, like, songs. He had, like, some pop tracks on there. Like, uh, he had Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, Successful, um, Brand New. Like, it was a, like, he, that's a really good album. That's, he ain't never done nothing like that as far as singing, and I'm happy he has it. He, he showed he can do it. But I'm going to honestly say, like, I think that's my favorite Drake album. But it's also, too, I'm a nostalgia. Like, it's because when it came out. Like, it, okay. it that that set a tone. Like, that came out, like, senior high school for us. So, like, I remember, you know, how everybody, it was organic. Like, we didn't have, you know, IG and what we have now. Like, people, those were, like, the, I'm not going to say one of the last, but, like, everybody got put on from, like, their homies and stuff like that. It wasn't, like, you know, you getting on Twitter or Instagram and seeing what people listen to. It was, like, you no know, organically kind of, rolled the streets and to hear a mixtape then like you hear best i ever had uh on the radio it's like bro i ain't know it's possible so for me that sure. that's how I, all right so 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 what's your favorite song on that album oh that's 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 tough like that's that's really tough like ah only reason i say it's tough is it depends on what mood i'm in because like i think successful it's probably like my favorite song on there. Like Drake and Wayne, like the the lyrics in that, like they 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 was they was that's when I knew like oh this dude ain't going nowhere nowhere. Like that is a great song. And this also with Trey Songs is like at the height of being Trey Songs too. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I think no, no, what's your favorite? I, 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 I said, no, that's the one you went with, yeah. successful? Yeah, I think mine is November 18th. Oh. I, I like that because that had like the Houston kind of vibe. And I've never heard music like that because I didn't listen. That was the type of music I listened to. So that was totally different. So like that this goes back to him like kind of like taking different vibes from different like times and putting it in that song. That was totally different from like the rest of the You really project. didn't know about no Houston stuff like that, for real? No, nah, I didn't listen to Houston stuff. Not back then. I'm saying now, but back then, nah. Okay. I had a homeboy from Texas, so he put me on to like he put me on the Mike Jones and then before like all of that kind of popped. So that's how I knew about it. Yeah. Tony, what's your favorite song yeah. off so far going? Ignit shit. Ignit shit. Yo. That song always go, man. I, I, it was him and uh Lil yeah. Wayne and they was just going bar for yeah. bar, like straight up. Like yeah. it was just one of those songs you put it on, you can drive, you can ride, you can you know, hear it while you're driving. You can hear it while you're in the crib, washing dishes. Like, it's just one of those songs. It's like, yo, press play, put it on go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Let's, let's stay. Right, so hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead, Juan. No, you, no I actually I want to ask a question. So do y'all think any other groups are going to be kind of like Young Money? Because I know they have, like, a lot of, like, the Dreamville, the TDE. But do you think any other group, like, or any, any of, like, the younger artists could do the same thing Young Money did? Yo, yo, yo! You cut off on the yeah. back. Um, did, you, did you hear me? 
Oh, man. No, I'm saying, so the same way Young Money had, like, three big artists to do what they did, do y'all think any other group of artists could do that? Ooh. Uh, let me let me start off with this, y'all. Like, um, I think, I don't think that they'll be able to do what Young Money did because they were definitely pioneers true, behind true. that. But there's a lot of young and talented artists, man. Like, I just get amazed looking at how young some of these artists are and how smart they are, man. Like, uh, think about um, the baby and his uh, label. Like, he's smart as fuck. Like, he, like, I mean, the baby is like our peer group, but the people that he's bringing to the game is way younger. Yeah. And they smart, man. They got a whole rhythm when, when it when it comes to getting money, when it comes to uh, uh, racking up tours and and, and, and and visually conveying their image. Now, are they the best lyrically? No, not really. But they understand their recipe and it works for them. We could talk about Dreamville, right? There's a whole bunch of young artists on Dreamville and that shit is growing. Like, But they're based on like the aesthetics and the lyrics and the flow, like they have a certain recipe that works. So like, I got a funny feeling that we're gonna see more young labels now that are gonna be specialized. Yeah. Like they're gonna be focused on like lyricism or um, marketing or um, I don't know, just getting money. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how shit is gonna look uh, like in the future when it comes to just labels just focus on just making money so i hope that answered the question but yeah and i think on on my thoughts honestly i feel like kind of to tony's point they pioneered that i think it's possible but it's like a hard it's a really really hard feat to do because to have a label with lil wayne at that time when he started young money Lil Wayne was one of the biggest, if not the biggest artist. Like that was like the height of his success. And then for him to bring on another roster and have two other people that you, we can sit here and have the argument to say who's more successful, Drake or Wayne. There's not a lot of record labels where you can say the 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 founding artist and the person that they brought on is more successful. Drake is true. Sure really a bigger person in a little way like he surpassed Wayne like you could kind of say that with Nikki too Nikki surpassed Wayne um as far as like I'm not saying musically but I'm just saying like the image and kind of her reach and yeah. stuff like that so right. I think now just with kind of how music is I, I think about like at the height of young like young money has 14 number one albums like every Drake album is a number one album. Every Wayne album, for the most part, Nicki's album. So to find another collective, I love Dreamville. I love TDE. But finding, you know, like not not just what the streets like or what we like, but like that actual tangible, quantifiable, like metric success. I don't know if you can find that. Like, it, who who's the biggest hip hop yeah, artist to find it? You know, two more than like successfully rolling onto it like I, I find that very 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 difficult because both of wayne is a, a genius drake is super smart 
because you can't stay around as long as he has. That man has literally been on top of the charts since we was in high school. Facts. Yeah, so, like, to yeah. me, yeah, Yo, I don't I, know. No, 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 I definitely agree. I don't think it's going to happen ever again because I feel like a lot of times when an artist is, like, super big, they try to go on every single song for the artist to help build them up. With that, Drake was doing his own thing, really. Yep. And then Lil Wayne is here and there, but he did his own thing. Nicki Minaj's album, I don't even remember if Lil Wayne is on the album. So they kind of did their own thing. And then with now, they got, like, the reason why J. Cole blew up, Jay-Z wasn't in every single aspect of it. So with Dreamville, the only songs that pop up from their artists are the ones that J. Cole is in. You know, so it's never let them do your own thing to blow up. It's like, I'm going to be in every little... Every little song for it to be popular. I think this young money was such a legendary thing. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Ever. Let me ask you a question because I got a, a perfect question for both of y'all. Do you think OVO, Drake's record label, will be as successful as Young Money? No, and that's the hard one. <laughs> I'm saying, who's, who, who's an OVO? Uh, they got Party Next Door, Party Next Door. Uh, DVSN, uh, Majid Jordan, Roy Woods. Um, come on, man! Come on, no, they have no, they have no party next. Party next door is a great writer. I'm not gonna lie, he's a great writer, but him by himself, he's never, he's never really popped. But he's a great writer, and other, I don't even know the other people you name. Well, they're more the R&B, but I guess so. Keep in mind though, like party next door doesn't have the commercial success on his own, but some of the songs that he's written are number one songs. Like he wrote work, you know, like. Work, uh, yeah. Uh, sex with me. So he has a lot of writing credits that you know, on on the surface, you think a party next door. You're like, oh, but like behind the scenes, like he he's definitely he's strategically you know doing a lot of stuff that doesn't quite come across like you know when you actually sing the song. Yeah. So no, no, he's like I agree. He's definitely he's definitely dope. But to be, you know, Young Money, they have three legends on their team. Nobody else is going to do that, ever. That's going to be – even to have two, I don't think it's going to happen again. Facts. Because the OVO team, their legend is Drake. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So, like, they're going to they're gonna need Drake for the engine of everything. But I got to give Party's um, credit when credit is due. Like, Party is definitely a talented writer. And he has the capability of dropping some real heat, especially when he um, dropped that uh, mixtape. I forgot the title. The of one with Persian rugs on it. He has. <laughs> yeah, man. Like he was, he was really dropping heat, and it's like all of a sudden he just stopped. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. People, they they have that same type of uh, strategy that Drake has. You know, they try to keep their ear out in the streets, but. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get that money Facts. now. So you got to be creative, Facts. you know? Yeah. And, and to, to go on what Tony was saying, like Party Next Door, the biggest song that I knew was recognized and that had Drake on it. You know, they're not, these people are not able to stand on their own and make hits. So it's never going to be, you know, Drake, somebody else, somebody else, or J. Cole, you know, two other people, or Kendrick. Ken, they do have SZA. SZA and Kendrick are probably the only people that's going to have something like that. But other than that, Bro, party hard. next door song with uh, believe it with Rihanna is a pretty dope song. That's not that doesn't have Drake on it. That's not that wasn't a big song. I'm saying that that song came out, but that wasn't. Well, did it, did it chart anything? I don't think I don't it charted. So. I like the song, but it didn't chart. 
All right, okay. so let's yeah, let's, let's keep this going because I want to ask a question <laughs> that is revolving. It's gonna compare Drake to Wayne. Who's a better talent evaluator? Would you say Drake or Wayne? Mm. Ooh. I would I would say I would say Drake because he knows he knows who to bite. He knows who to take stuff from. He knows uh, who to get on his songs. Um, what's her name? Dang, what's her name? Smith? I forgot Georgia her Smith. name. George George Georgia Smith. Yeah. She's fire. I mean, she was fire before him, but she got he got him her her project. He has um division. They're dope. So a lot of people he's finding all these division. people, and then once you hear him on the album, division huh? OVO too. Okay, well I didn't know that, but division yeah, division is dope. But I don't think they're gonna be superstars, but they're dope. But he's able to find all these people, get them on the project, and now you go back and do your research. They're fire. So I think he's he's dope at that. Mm. <clears throat> I'm gonna say Little Wayne, man, because. Just told y'all that I was listening to this week, yo. <laughs> yo, that joint album with him and Rich the Kid, like, I think I'm starting to understand Wayne's strategy to keep him relevant, right? Like, he goes with the young kids now and the young artists now, and he just blessed them with wisdom and then, like, really spit, like, really dropped gems to them, helped them out. Like, Lil Wayne got a song out with, uh, the baby and it's like a mental health uh promoting type of song and little wayne's verse he went off he really went off like that song is actually pretty dope and um so when it when it comes to hearing the actual sound and recruiting i think little wayne got it because he understood the assignment that's what they say right <laughs> but he understood <laughs> he understood the assignment like bring them in let them be yeah. you know what i'm saying i mean you just do you i've never seen little wayne bite anyone else's flow i've always seen people bite that is flow. that is a fact think about that, that. is a fact you know tony you, i'm a, I, Man, Tony, Tony, hold on, you, you showed your age on that one, bro. Come on, man. Nah, man, chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 57 years old, man. Relax. <laughs> hey, hey, Tony do got a point, though, because, like, one of the songs that I, I discovered, like, this week, and it, it's a Lil Wayne's on the remix, but it's Money Bag, yo. Um, Wakisha, and it's, like, him, Ashanti, and Lil Wayne. And when I heard it, I was like, yo, this sound like Wayne from 07. <laughs> like... He absolutely Facts. like bodied the track. Like I probably played that on repeat with as much as I played my other song with IDK. But I'm actually I gotta agree with Jalan though Drake. And I think doing research for this episode, I found out so Drake has helped like 32 artists to like their highest Billboard uh chart on like the top in a top 100 position. And there's like 18 artists that like never hit the Billboard before until he worked with them. So like through like research, I know like we know music. So we a lot of artists like we knew about way before Drake even like jumped on. We knew who Migos was. I knew who Georgia Smith was. But like I know there are some people that like for an example, Summer Walker. There are some people that didn't know who Summer Walker was until Drake jumped on the remix. Bro, I love listen. I love Summer Walker, man. The minute I heard Girls Need Love. I was in, I was in love, man. I mean, yeah, that's no, no. Girls need, yeah, girls need it. love, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. I was in love, man. I'm sitting here on the internet searching her up, like, yo, I'm about to hit her up, and I didn't know, I didn't realize she was signed and all that stuff already. I was mad, 
but she's she's fired. But man. he's a, but there's people that didn't know who she was. Like another uh like Janae. Janae's another artist that there are people that were introduced to her because of Drake. Yeah. No, honestly, now that I think about it, I was too. Because she had this song called, I don't know if it was his song or her song. It was called yeah. July. And when I first heard it, when I first heard it, I thought it was a sample. I didn't realize it was Janae. Yeah. No, that's yeah. So I think, think the weekend, yeah. we we there are people that found about the weekend with Drake. Uh like ASAP Rocky, like his biggest hit <laughs> has Kendrick on it too, but like it's ultimately like you know Drake was on it as well, like so that's one of the reasons. Like yeah. uh, like Wizkids, another artist that a lot of people who don't listen to Afro beats. I'm a big fan of Afro beats, so I knew who Wizkid was before, prior to the song with Drake. But a lot of people don't necessarily bump you know Afro beats, so that's why I think I'm gonna just give that because I look at Drake in a different. He's. He put people on like Skepta, who's a, a British grime artist. I'm a big fan of it. I listen to UK rap. So he's been able to like spread his umbrella in ways that like I think Wade has definitely only stayed within the rap circle, staying relevant. And Drake's low-key become international working with people like Wizkid and, you know, Georgia Smith and he 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 went did a little what's the song with Black Boy J B look alive? That that Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's yeah. the and he also, he also had that song with Bad Bunny, yo. He was he was talking Spanish the yeah, whole song. Yeah, yep, that is. So, so like that's why I give Drake. So I'm like he he's found a way to work with artists and actually still make good music. Like, no, no I definitely agree, yo. I definitely agree. Now, I was just, I was just looking it up when you when you was talking about ASAP and Kendrick. He actually brought both of them on yeah. tour with him, so he wasn't like just have jumping on the song. He was actually helping them as well. Even though Kendrick was dope already, but. He was still helping out because he was a bigger yeah, artist. True, but we all know this, and that's the like we can talk back to little brother. Being dope in the rap game means nothing if you don't have a good audience and a good following. And I feel like Drake has helped expose people to launch their career. Like I wish you would have did that with the little brother. Uh, like I really wish you would put him on a track right now because like that's what I feel like the world needs to to, to hear. Like we we need some little brother. Everybody needs to hear some little brother. Like. I, I, that's my soapbox. Like, that's that's quality, good hip hop. <laughs> True. Like, it, that speaks to your soul. You know, that, that speaks right to your soul. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a valid point, man. I just always, I will, I will always view this perspective of Drake and what he is doing and what he did for countless of artists. He had to learn from somebody, man, and I I always got to take it take it back to True. Wayne because Wayne Wayne didn't really do it, but every time Wayne was on someone else, someone else's song within the industry, it like straight up went all True. the way up. You feel me? So Wayne didn't do it on the international scale, but Drake yeah. did. But he had to learn how to you know get the fun the fundamentals of networking, partnering up, and um. Drake is doing a phenomenal job, man. Definitely. I definitely agree with you, Tony. Lil Wayne definitely uh he set the 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 blueprint. Drake followed it and just kind of ventured out. But you're right. Exactly. At the end of the day, we can't have this conversation without Lil Wayne even putting Drake on because I really feel like in in the grand scheme of things, if Drake doesn't sign with Lil Wayne, 
Drake's not the same artist because he this wouldn't have worked out if he'd have signed with Jay Z. You know, like same thing for Cole. If Cole would have signed with Lil Wayne, the Cole as we know doesn't exist. He's still talented, but it wouldn't have been the same. You know, like what what happens if Top Dog don't sign Kendrick type stuff like that? He would have been tired. <laughs> <up>, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a fact though, for real, for real. Like. I, I honestly agree with it though, but we get into the to the end of part of the episode. I feel like we definitely can probably talk another hour, so we definitely might need to turn this into a part two because we still have so many different uh, things we can talk about in regards to Young Money. Um, but with that being said, we're about to wrap up, fellas. Do y'all got any last remarks you want to give the listeners? Yeah. Actually, actually, I do, man. Just sitting here talking to y'all thinking, I feel like the closest group that got to being how Young Money was, was Rick Ross's uh, Maybach music. He has Wale and Meek, and then he had other people, but Wale, Meek, and him are super big names. I feel like that's probably the closest thing to what Young yeah, Money that's had. that's a great value version. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, like, I mean, I don't really have any last remarks or comments i just want to say that um young money they open so many doors man like we can even talk about the era of rich gang young thug and you know what i'm saying like it like so many doors open after the evolution excuse me the uh origins of young money with drake and nikki right so yo like i'm looking forward to this part too I'm looking forward to this playlist. I think at this point in time, the playlist have been probably one of my most favorite part after the talking, because going back and trying to figure out like what songs you kind of want to bring to it is fun as hell. So this is about to be fun because yeah. we we dig it in the crates with this one. So this brings yeah. us to the wrap up point. We definitely got to do. Uh, a part two to this because we can keep going. So with that being said, y'all know how we end this thing. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Untitled Podcast. We will get back with y'all on part two. Fellas, y'all with a blessing with an outro. What's up? Uh, shoot. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'll let y'all that part two, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stay tuned, you know? Hey, follow me on Instagram. My shit sucks. <laughs> and Tony sustains me. Tony sustains me, right? And make sure y'all follow the Untitled Podcast page on IG as well. Y'all got all the links, man. Be on the lookout for part two. Facts, facts. Links in the bio. Peace. (laughs) We out. out. Yeah.